Hello again. Welcome in, everyone. This is Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. Welcome to episode 26, a recap of the ROM diamond or the Rain Over Money diamond, which if you're not familiar with or just tuning in, uh, it is essentially 18 segments that uh, I felt best, uh, best described my personal finance investment money philosophies and, and tried to find a way to break it down best uh, way I could to bring it to you all. So we're going to do a quick recap of those 18 segments. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're just tuning in, getting started with this, great place to start maybe. Uh, but I thought it'd be a good recap to end this first full year. Hard to believe uh, we're going to get 26 episodes done, but it worked out pretty good, about one every two weeks. And so uh, very happy with things, very happy with the response from you all out there. So thank you very much. Uh, if you're not familiar, give us a follow, give us a like on Twitter. Uh, Rain Over Money is the handle on Twitter, Instagram. Visit rainovermoney.com. Shoot me an email at kevin at rainovermoney.com. And let's go ahead and get started. So if you're uh, checking this out on the, and for those of you who don't know, you're checking this out on, I do YouTube channel for, for video purposes, if you're visually uh, inclined to learn better. And I also do this on a podcast. So uh, this one, I am gonna be showing the ROM diamond on my screen, just as we walk through it. Uh, if you're listening, you can follow along to my voice. So let's go ahead and get this uh, screen shared before we get started, because I got quite a few of these I wanna get through in uh, just a few minutes. Try and keep this again, 20, 25 minutes overall. So we started the ROM Diamond early January, one of the first episodes, budget and organization. It is at the bottom of the diamond because it is the baseline for everything. You've got to get organized. You've got to find out, as I said with the budgeting episode, a budget is like diet. Diet can mean two different things. Diet can mean you know a strict regime you're going to follow to lose weight, or a diet can just be, hey, what's your diet? Um, you know, what do you eat? That's your diet. So the first thing I think you've got to figure out with a budget is where is currently my money being spent? I gave you some resources out there, uh, Mint, Personal Capital, Credit Karma. Now I will say, and I'm going to talk about this in one of the first episodes next year, Mint is going away and I am shattered about this. I, I am so upset. I had a, a friend of mine uh, texted me about it. And I said, I'm pissed <laughs> because I have put so much time and energy into mint, but Hey, all things change and you got to be prepared for change. So, so we roll on. And so I'm looking right now at mint is rolling into credit karma. I haven't been thrilled with what I've seen so far from that. Uh, I'm also doing it kind of in parallel with um, uh, personal capital, which so far seems to be winning out. And I'm going to make a determination probably early January on what I'm going to go forward with. So I will give you an update and we'll probably do a full episode on that as well. But budget organiza organization, a lot of great tools out there that you can see where your money is going. I highly recommend using an aggregator like one of these things that can go out and pull your transactions from your credit card, from your bank account, so on and so forth. Have it all in one place so you can see and categorize your money. It takes a good few months, I think at least a quarter to understand where your money's going. And, uh, you know, the, the longer you can spend, maybe you spend the first year just, just taking a look at where your money's going and then you, you move on from there. But, uh, if you're in dire straits and need to get things going quickly, Hey, take a month, see where your money's going and then make adjustments right away. So budget organization, again, get your, get your finances organized, uh, make sure you've got your accounts where you want them, maybe consolidate things into different places and so on and so forth. So from budget and organization, we moved on to kind of the next level. There were three different segments. There was, there was debt management, uh, cash management, and investing foundations. Uh, debt management talked about 
credit cards, which is, is a burden for so many people. And, and I got to be honest, you know, I think that, um, you know, inflation and everything, we've heard a lot about it, but, but people are still spending money like crazy. I know we just came through the holidays, but there is no slowdown. I, I don't see to people spending money like crazy. So uh, hopefully that's not all going on credit cards and people are just saying, screw it and deal with it later. I hope, hopefully there's a plan with that, but credit cards, your mortgage, uh, definitely things you want to pay attention to. That's a great episode there. Cash management, uh, a lot that goes into cash management, you know, cash management, cash management, I think a lot of people can think is boring, but that's, you know, what you do with your cash and, and how you can earn money on your cash, uh, how you bank, where you bank, why you bank, and, and what banks are actually useful for. There's, there's some things that uh, I feel like I use the banks, they don't use me. So I think that's a great mentality to go in with on things. And that's really the way you should be with your money as a whole, reign over your money. Your money should be working for you and these financial institutions should be working for you, whether it's the credit card companies and all the reward points they're giving you or me or the, the bank accounts and the interest they're giving you. Hey, best one wins. They're all pretty much commodities anymore. And then the last one on that second tier was investing foundations. Really talked about the basics of investing, how you get started, um, different levels to um, taxable accounts, non-taxable accounts, retirement accounts, joint brokerage accounts, and so on and so forth. Great place to start if you're interested in that. Then on the next tier, uh, we've got five things here on the third level. Uh, the first one was retirement investing. So on, on, the, on both sides of the ROM diamond here, we've got retirement investing and we've got non-retirement investing. Two separate episodes. I spent about 25 minutes each on these uh, talking about retirement investing. It's, it's your 401ks, your Roth, your IRA, understanding the differences, how they're taxed, where you want to use them, how you want to use them. Non-retirement investing, we're talking a little bit more about brokerage accounts, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, brokerage accounts, where you invest your ETFs, your stock. It's where if you've got disposable income or hopefully you can set up an automated plan to not only be investing in your 401k or your IRAs, but also being putting money in your joint brokerage account. This is a place where your extra money can go over your emergency fund, over that cash that's in the bank, uh, where you've got cash that's you know on hand if you need it, but by investing in the stock market or like vehicles, um, it's, it's a place you can earn a little bit more than than the going interest rate uh, that maybe your bank account's giving you and, and earn money in the stock in the stock market. Which I will say, um, <clears throat> I was actually uh, quick story driving with my wife uh, this morning running some errands and i asked her i said hey hey what do you think the um what do you think the overall market did what do you think the s p has done for this year because we're, we're uh, taping this on the last day of the year last trading day of the year so we've got a pretty good idea i think where it's going to finish up um and she guessed 13 percent return for the year so think about it for a second see if you can guess where where the s p 500 is at for the year so it's actually going to finish around 24 25 percent for the year so if, and, and I've, I've harped on this a lot, but the media is a very bad thing to follow when it comes to your investments, because you would be, you would have been scared about the markets. You would have been scared about the wars going on, everything else. Meanwhile, the S&P 500 is having one of its best years. Uh, I don't know where this is going to fall in the hundred year, last hundred years of the S&P, but it's been a fantastic year. 25% return on the S&P 500 for the year. All things said and done, you know, with inflation, everything else that we had, a fantastic year. So if you got scared and got out of the market or never got in the market, you missed out on a boatload. Now, hey, that said, you know, if you did, if you missed out, hey, it's done, nothing you can do about it now. 
start investing next year. We start investing, we keep investing every year so that we get those 25% years. And as I said, three out of every four years, the S&P is going to be up historically. So this was a really good year to be in it. But hey, 25% can't go wrong uh, with that. So that that was uh, just just a little side note, but, but talking about the brokerage accounts and investing in ETFs and you know mutual funds, which are slowly going away and being replaced by ETFs and so on and so forth. Um, financial planning, retirement planning, uh, both those kind of go hand in hand. Financial planning is the overall plan for your money for now, for you know for 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 now, for soon, and for later. Uh, retirement planning is definitely more so, you know, depending on your age, obviously in your situation, more so for later for people, that's the money you're going to sock away in your 401ks and talked a little bit about how you take that money out when you retire, because that's a lot of question. A lot of people have is how you actually get that money out of your retirement accounts. Uh, once you have retired. So talked a little bit about, again, financial planning, the general overall plan, uh, that constitutes, you know, college planning, uh, buying a house, uh, retirement planning and everything else that goes into your money and your situations. And then the middle of that third tier was understanding how taxes work. Uh, we've got tax season coming up. We're, we're end of the end of 2023 tax year. Uh, taxes will be filed by April 15th. Uh, I recommend to everyone to try and do your taxes at least once so that you understand how everything works. I think by doing, you will see um, where things fit in terms of income, in terms of deductions, understanding credits, um, all that goes into that. And all this talk you hear about different tax breaks, if you're following the news and following uh, the economy and whatnot, a lot of bills that get passed uh, pertain to taxes and so on and so forth. So understanding how taxes work and being able to take advantage of that, we are definitely gonna focus more on that next year um, and talk about situations and how to best um, work with Uncle Sam and the tax code because it can, um, nobody likes it. Nobody likes to pay taxes, but at the same time, there are ways to minimize it and ways to take advantage of it if you know what you're doing. On the third, on the fourth level, uh, we went into asset allocation. Now, asset allocation, we're getting into, hey, now we're investing. We're investing in ETFs and mutual funds and, and stocks and whatever, what have you. How to break down an asset allocation and what does that funky term mean? It's essentially how you diversify your assets into different types of investments, be it uh, commodities like gold and silver and um, um, energy and things like that, uh, be it REITs, you know, real estate investing, large cap growth, small cap growth, large cap value, all that goes into it, asset allocation and breaking it down. Uh, I am one that myself, as I said, hey, I like to be market, I'd say market heavy. So we're talking 70, 75% in the market at least, um, a little bit in bonds. I'm not a firm, firm believer in bonds. I think they serve a small role in your portfolio, but overall stock market remains the undefeated champion, I do believe. And next, um, you know, a lot of obviously with money and, and, and earning goes with having a job and making the most of your job and career. And just some advice, some things I came across in my 25 plus years in, in working in the financial industry, some things I learned, some things uh, that I wish I'd do better, some, some mistakes made and so on and so forth. But making the most of career and job, interesting episode. I think, um, you know, maybe more so for those kind of just starting out, but I think it's uh, one of those things, if I would have known some things starting out, maybe I would have done a few things a little differently, but overall I was pretty happy with how my career turned out uh, over those 25 plus years. In the middle of the Rom Diamond is this 
segment called creating income from investments. And this is really an area in my personal life I'm focusing on now uh, is, is starting to, hey, you, you've accumulated these assets over the years. There comes a point when you flip the switch or, or turn the faucet on and you start taking income out of your investments. There's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. And there are certain investments that are better at uh, allowing you to take income than others. So we talked about dividends. Um, you know, we talked about just straight, straight old systematic withdrawals, how much to take, when to take money out uh, from your retirement accounts and so on and so forth. So great article, uh, if you're or a great episode, if you're looking at um, starting to create some income. And the great thing is you don't have to be retired to create income from investments. Um, I'm, I'm starting to create some income now. I want to create multiple income streams so that uh, it can replace any income that uh, maybe, you know, this this little adventure of mine that's not making me much money will allow me to do. Uh, but that being said, there's a lot of ways you can create income without being retired. Uh, dividend stocks, um, you know, even with, 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 inflation right now, uh, there are some places you can put your money to get some uh, some nice payouts and CD rates and, and three month and six months T-bills and things like that. Next episode we moved into was the psychology of money. This gets into a little bit more behavioral finance, uh, understanding people and money. And I think a perfect example of that was by asking, hey, what did the stock market do this year? Um, I think many people, if you ask them, would think it was a single digit to maybe in the teens at the most year, which is still a fantastic year. I mean, that's average or above average for the S&P 500 overall, but I don't think people would think that we did 25% uh, in, in a stock market, overall stock market return this year. It's what's perceived out there based on what's real. And what's real is the S&P 500 and investing in the stock market over time has continued to be one of the best ways to create wealth going forward. Uh, a lot of people can get, you know, some people can get lucky, uh, but, you know, tried and true way to do it, investing over time, best way to go. And the last, you know, kind of coupling the, the, uh, the asset allocation one I did and talking about diversifying your assets was another one called dollar cost averaging. I have been a fan of dollar cost averaging my entire life. Uh, I think it's one of the, the premier, uh, you know, you know, one of one of the um, holy trinities of of building wealth and investing is one. You've got to be able to look at the uh, the forest through the trees and understand, um, hey, what I'm doing now is going to pay off down the road. And you've got to have some delayed gratification in there as well. You've got to be willing to put money away that's going to go away and do its thing for 20, 30, 40 years. Well, dollar cost averaging is one way you're doing that by putting money in your 401k, your IRA, your brokerage account every month, you're buying high, you're buying low, it doesn't matter. You're just buying every month. And over time, whether the market dips or go up, goes up or down or whatever, dollar cost averaging is going to smooth the road for you over that time. So it's a great thing. Uh, it's a great investment philosophy and investment technique that a lot of people are doing that they didn't even know about it. So that's why we talked about dollar cost averaging or DCA. And then at the top, we've got the four more left, kind of getting to the end of 2023 this year, weighing wants versus needs. And again, it goes to that delayed gratification. It goes to understanding, hey, what's important to you in your life? Um, there, there are needs that we all need. And then there are things that are uh, maybe allowable wants, things that not all people need. And, and everyone's going to be a little different, but that 
based on your level of income, your disposable income, whatever it may be, you allow yourself to do those things because they're important to you because you can't delay gratification for all your, your assets and all your money. That would make life pretty miserable, but you've got to decide what's important to you. You can't have everything all the time. Uh, some people can have more than other people. I think again, with, with the younger generation, everyone wants everything all at once, but Hey, there's going to, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time and you need to delay that gratification of some things. So you don't go out and put, buy everything on credit card and get yourself in debt right away. And then ruin all your hopes and dreams down the road because you're stuck paying credit cards the rest of your life. Um, so as weighing wants and needs in the middle, social security talked about the understanding of social security, how you earn the credits, um, when you can take social security, the break-even points. I even put some tools out there so you can look at the break-evens. If you're thinking about, hey, when's the best time to take social security? I will be taking mine as early as possible based on my family's history. Uh, it just makes sense, uh, and, 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 but that's just me. Everyone will have their own decision on that. I think people will tend to lean towards taking it earlier rather than later. Um, just because of the unknowns of waiting till 70 years old to take it. But hey, everyone's a little different. And that's why we did an episode on it. And then the last two, insurance, healthcare, and long-term care. A lot of confusion about insurance, a lot of confusion about healthcare. Uh, Long-term care, many people uh, unfortunately will find that they're spending some time in a uh, facility that, uh, that long-term care insurance can help with because it can be very expensive to spend a, a, you know, quite a bit of time in a healthcare facility and long-term care insurance can help those needs. Downside, as I mentioned, uh, the premiums can be high when you're paying for that. And if you don't use it, you lose it. That's why I mentioned hybrid long-term care policies. I'm big fans of those. You've got part long-term care, part life insurance. I think it's a great thing to look at if you're going that route insurance, healthcare, uh, talking about, you know, getting a job, getting a career. Uh, if you can work for a company that has benefits, those benefits, um, you know, if you're weighing two jobs, it's not just about the salary anymore. It's about the extra benefits and how good is the health insurance and, and how good is the, um, you know, the leave and everything else that goes into that total compensation because jobs are much more anymore than just a salary. It's total compensation, it's flexibility. How does it work with your lifestyle? I mean, those are all things when, you know, you kind of go back to the making the most of your job and career. Um, that's something you have to look at is, is what is the total compensation package? And can I, uh, you know, can I ask for more in certain areas? Maybe I can't get more vacation time, but maybe I can get um, some better benefits or whatnot. So just some things to think about with insurance, healthcare, and long-term care. And then last but not least, uh, just the other day, we talked about estate planning for the 99%. What that means is how to get your house in order when it comes to estate plan. A lot of people think of estate plans as for the ultra wealthy and so on and so forth. And yeah, they've got some crazy things they can do. Uh, but most of us under $12 million in estates are going to be good enough with, um, you know, basically four different things. We talked about getting your beneficiaries in order on your retirement accounts. Um, we talked about getting some life insurance, term life insurance, not whole life insurance. Um, talked about setting up a will and a medical directive and power of attorney, things like that. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's certain things we can do as the 99% to make a, a smooth transition when the, the inevitable comes uh, to our, our beneficiaries and our heirs for our estate to make that pass through great. So all in all, 18 different segments, 
for um, the ROM diamond or the rain over money diamond. I hope you found this um, you know, interesting. I tried to find the best way to organize my thoughts. Uh, pretty happy with the way it turned out. And we're gonna, again, drill down into these subjects over the next year, get very specific. Some things uh, maybe over some people's heads, but we're gonna try and, and tiptoe through this stuff and build up your financial knowledge uh, so that uh, even though all this may not be for everyone, you may find bits and segments and things that can help you in your financial journey in 2024 and beyond. So with all that said, I am signing off for 2023. This is Kevin Hissong, Rain Over Money. Uh, I want to thank you again for uh, checking out the videos, checking out the podcasts over the year. And I look forward to doing more this next year. It was very enjoyable. And I thank you for a lot of the feedback that I received from people all over the United States and, and, a, and a couple international. Exactly. Very cool. All right, everyone have a happy new year. Be safe. And, uh, and we will see you in January. Take care, everyone. Have a great, great New Year's.